Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get ready to podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're jumping around. Jump around. Jump, jump, jump up, jump up, and get down. I feel naked without my wig on. Oh, you liked your wig? I did. Halloween was fun. It was great. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. And I'm Katie. Howdy do. And Roxy is here. She is very needy today. Is everybody in? Everybody settled. Get your candy. Get your drinks. Is everybody in? Okay. All right. She's in. We're ready. Great. So Halloween. I went as Morticia and you went as Gomez. You know, I did see other people online who dressed as Gomez and they were much, they looked a lot more like Gomez than I did. I thought I had a personal spin. I liked it though. I thought your spin was good. It was funny. Another friend of mine that I met at the Healthy Voices conference, he's, he asked, he was like, do you and Sean, did you realize how like essentially popular Gomez and Morticia are this year like did we do it on purpose are we doing it with other people and I was like no I didn't realize and he was like I have three other friends that are dressing like that and I was like what say what the competition was fierce it was fierce but it was fun I like wearing black wigs too they're fun I like wearing black all the time black jeans black t-shirt black shoes are you a goth from goth to boss is that you I just enjoy it it's uh makes me feel you know, rebellious. Mm, yeah. So tough. If I could get it of a Camaro. You know? Yeah. Sean ordered this stuff called dad grass and mom grass, which is like CBD and CBN. It looks like weed essentially, but it's not, it doesn't have any THC. So you don't get high, but it's supposed to be for aches and pains. And we were joking with my mom that she should smoke it in her bedroom and blow it out the window. Like a teenager. Like that's what made me think you felt like you were getting in trouble or something. Right. You're right. Like I'd like be a rebel. You could smoke your dad grass outside, <laughs> pretend to be, you know, off the rails i'm a sucker for marketing and it's true i I, um so i think it was on instagram instagram gets all the ads to me that i need uh one of them is a suitcase right now that i'm flirting with and one new suitcase actually we need one more okay check this out i'm gonna pitch it to you right okay so it's like shark tank okay how much percent how much money do you need yeah exactly. how much does it cost <laughs> um i'm looking for a raise of 100 million dollars okay an evaluation of, that's too steep damn too it steep i went too hard and <laughs> anyway suitcase okay so you open the suitcase imagine if you will mm-hmm. the suitcase is standing upright okay. it's on all four wheels right four wheels okay. in the corner they circle to the wheels mm-hmm. spin you lift the handle up mm-hmm. and it's at the top you open the or said suitcase and then there's an expansion inner liner that you pull up and that inner liner is shelving 
So you put your sweaters folded, mm. your shirts, your shorts. Everything has its own place. I love it. And then you close it back down. Oh, and everything and you, goes. You just unhook it from the handle and lower it. And then it lowers to the size of the suitcase. So all your clothes, you don't have to fold them and refold them. You have to like, fold everything. Instead ooh. of the traditional method, which uh, you get off the plane and so like someone just threw all your stuff. Like no, you took you, all the time to fold it and you get your stuff and you're like, wait, I didn't. I mean, it gets a little compressed. You roll a lot of your stuff. So your stuff doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But that's my method. Right but that's now. interesting. How how much is it? And is the suitcase itself getting good reviews? Because the inside's cool, but we might be able to buy the insides and put them into our current sitch mm. because I'm more worried about the wheels falling off or the outside breaking. See, that was my complaint. I was like, why doesn't Samsonite slappy something? Slippy uh, slappy. Why doesn't Samsonite have this liner? Like they, just license this technology. They might. Did you look? No. See? So who knows? And it did have a cool paint job. So I was like, wow, this thing's cool. It looked like the moon. It was all uh, bumpy. Ooh. And um, yeah. So well, that makes it easy to spot when it comes out of the thing. That ad the plane, is so. hitting me. That's because you clicked through. I, I know. And then the mm-hmm. the buggers will sell your, your information to another suitcase company. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then you have suitcase companies competing. You know what suitcases I've got? I've gotten good reviews and I've heard good things about the ones we have from Samsonite. Slippy, slappy, Samsonite. Away. And I think there's other ones called, is it Paracel or, I'll pull it up. But anyway, those are the three. But the the last one, the Paracel or whatever, is really fucking expensive. Mm. I was like, oh. Yeah, this one was expensive. They wanted 400 and something dollars. I was like, hmm, I don't think so. I'm going to pass until they Paravel. Come. Mm. They are, well, I guess they're not that crazy. But I mean, three seventy-five is kind of expensive for me. Yeah, and yeah. So anyway, Paris mm-hmm. Paravel, those are the ones that people talk about that are amazing. Cool. So, but that's more. I talk when I'm talking amazing. I'm talking ease of packing and longevity. So mm. meaning they don't break. And I think Away has like a lifetime guarantee or warranty. They'll like fix stuff. Lifetime of their company, not of you know your product mm-hmm. well, so if they I go bankrupt a, next year that was our lifetime warranty because i have a carry-on away that i got from youtube and i just don't like to travel with it because it has my name on it which i don't know i just find it very weird it's like a play button and it says katie morton i just creep i don't know yeah you don't, don't want really your name like, on it like i don't really right. like that <laughs> and if i'm carrying it on everybody looks at you like oh, who are you what do you do? you know i just i don't know yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. you should get someone else's name on there like the, i should Tom my name just, is mr beast Tom does and i should have switched yeah someone's gonna steal your luggage though if you you know oh my god it's mr beast <laughs> yeah did you know what that uh, so that's jimmy donaldson mm-hmm. jimmy's he, a nice guy he's looking for 1.5 billion dollars valuation on his uh his raise or no, he's valuing his company at one point five billion, and he's asking for two hundred twenty-five million in cash from who? You know, like venture capital. What people? People. Why that he would knows. that be? What? Yeah, because he's looking for more cash. Because he doesn't make all? enough. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a business. Yeah, he, so he well, wants to take it to the next level. Yeah, he's got okay. plans. I mean, that dude is just. Boom, 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 boom. Ideas. He's an idea factory. Go. Boom. Yeah. Orbeez. A hundred million of them in the backyard. That's where he started, you know, and mm-hmm. and then giving away Ferraris to homeless people. Or I respect something. people who are able to pull big numbers like that and like people watch. But then when I try to watch his content, I think I'm just not in the demo. Yeah. You're not a, I think it's it like really 12 year old boy. Yeah. To, to teen or young kids, you know, boys, it's yeah. gotta be boys. I don't know. Maybe some girls. 
I'd like to see the breakdown because whenever I watch it like two seconds in, I'm like, no, I have no interest. It's definitely so. I'm a 39 year old female. It's just like I'm way outside the demo. And if you consider the way cinema works, mm-hmm. um, motion picture, film, things have changed, you know, since they've let, done let's say changed. The, the 1920s and, and there's all these different eras of filmmaking mm-hmm. in the 1980s. A style of filmmaking was ushered in, and that was MTV. Um, yeah, the real world? No, uh, music videos, you mm. know? And it was like, they're cutty for the sake of... The, the, the edits Jump are so frenetic, for, and, yeah. and it, it, it's energizing, it's stimulating, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, but what it does is it shortens your attention span. Instead of consuming the, the, the frame, like a Woody Allen well, film... Well, yeah, old films, if you watch anything from... I don't know, even like the 60s or 70s, sure, it's very slow. Like, even when we're watching Cheers... Mm-hmm. which Cheers was in the 70s and 80s. Is that right? Uh, 80s and early 90s. Oh, okay. Even then, but it was more like a stage play where they'd like let things hang yeah. and be like quiet for a minute. Now there's, I mean, I think like anything, it's cyclical and we'll come back around to that. But things are just like, onto the next thing, onto the next thing. Yeah. And Mr. Beast's editing style, he's the product of. I mean, it's like what, 29? Yeah. And MTV is 40 or something like that or 45. So, yeah, I think it's 1980 is when it started. I don't know. Fun fact, the very first video, do you know what it was? Video killed the radio star. Yeah, by the book. Video, video killed the radio, radio. Still a good jam. It is. You can bop out to that. Mm-hmm. What was the second video? Oh, I don't know. Nobody eh. knows the second. <laughs> the, it was funny. So Sean and I don't go out very often, like out, out to like a cl- in a club. Um, but we go out to like adult bars that make, you know, Where really fancy dance, cocktails. You know? Yeah, we, yeah but dancers. we went out on Halloween with our friends John and Yvonne and we went out to like a bar slash club where music was pumping and it was funny because I haven't been out like that like I said in like years I don't even know maybe pre-COVID probably anyway we were out and the music was like remixes of our tunes from our age and I was like at least I can keep up with the popular music because this is like Tupac or this is Biggie or right. this is uh, Mariah Carey meets fat joe or you know what i mean it was just really funny to me because they realized that their music sucks so they've stolen ours and remixed it wow harsh criticism it's true yeah you guys know it we know it it's okay so with filmmaking just Mm -hmm. to wrap that one up oh yeah yeah um you know the styles just keep getting more cutty you know like Mm -hmm. keep editing shorter and shorter snippets and mashing it up and and while that's a style maybe in and of itself the remix um or the yeah and and the the hyper frenetic uh style of filmmaking you know noises yeah um ultimately we're just going to keep getting shorter and shorter until i think that there's going to be and this is just me predicting i'm a futurist right now i'm predicting into the future okay predict away i believe that in the near future, with let's say Elon Musk's uh, little antenna that Neuralink, goes, Neuralink, thank you. The thing I was that like, they, doo-doo-doo. we should quickly uh, start doing some what you call it filmmaking. No, sounds like yeah. Well, what does it sound like? Charades. <laughs> no, don't say the word. <laughs> Make them work. Anyway, words, we should yeah. do charades. Uh, but I think that once Neuralink happens mm-hmm. and we're able to read the thoughts of those around us, if you have the, you know, the, the airdrop or whatever, um, that instead of it being short films, like on YouTube, how they have shorts mm-hmm. and how TikTok 
is short films. It's going to be thoughts and it's going to be short thoughts. You know, we're just going to Isn't that keep, what memes are? Yeah, but we're going to be able to do it telepathically, right? That's weird. That's the next platform. Neuralink is going to be this. I don't this. know. I mean, I know that people feel like things are going in that direction and like meta is now a thing, which I even just hate the word meta, but I don't think like, I don't necessarily agree. I think in some ways there's going to be revolts, like people going backwards. It's revolting already. It really is. But I don't, I don't have, I mean, the only reason I'd ever want to do what you just talked about is when I'm in a room with other people and I want to make fun of someone or point out something or be like, this is boring. We need to go. And you send the signal to your people. Right. But if someone else has it and you have it turned off, I mean, what are the rules? So, but I don't think that anybody else would want that for any reason i mean just think that we just keep making communication shorter and more efficient shorter and more efficient we get closer our brains get closer we start mind melding and eventually it won't even be a thought like hey i think you're pretty you'll boo i broadcast that to you it'll just be i'll airdrop a picture of my dick bing you know people already do that and you know what the answer is well, that's, no, thank you. but that's what i'm saying is that this is what it we're going to devolve to we're on a path to you know, devolution. <laughs> we're, yeah, the, the, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to airdrop that, you know, but I, I think that I that's kind of where we're going with the I don't Neuralink. agree. You don't think that's going to be the next social network? No. What do you guys think? I don't, I don't agree. All right. Well, does not compute. <sighs> so that's, I just don't think people want that much of it. It doesn't matter if you want it, it's coming, you know? I don't think people are going to sign up for it. That's what I, I mean. Like Google glasses was like a thing and then wear contacts and da, da, da. people didn't do it. Yeah. They're like, those look dorky and this is stupid. We're just blending with technology so quickly, you know? I, yeah, I just don't, I don't think I do not concur with okay. that. All right. But anyway, if I do it, will you be mad if I get the neural link? No, it's your own thing, but I'm not doing it. So good luck talking to yourself. Yeah, I don't, I'm not interested. I don't even, to be honest, if we didn't have a business that was online, I don't even know what social media I, as myself would have. Yeah, I I hear you on that. I don't think I'd post anywhere. I'm very much over it. But I, I do like TikTok. I also have another app, an idea. It's not really an app. It's, um, uh, you buy a fire pit. In. And then you you make some smoke, and then you send smoke signals. We'll call it. You <laughs> we, know. we joked about that when I was in Costa Rica back in would it be oh six or oh five? Yeah. Because at the time, if you you had a cell phone in the states, we had cell phones at the time. It wasn't that long ago, but my little Nokia didn't work in other countries unless I paid for a plan. It wasn't as easy as it is now, and so. Nina, we always joked like, okay, but you had to meet at a certain time. You couldn't be late. You had like a watch and you would be like, we're meeting at 830 at the the spot, like the bar, the restaurant, whatever. And you had to be there or like they would leave you and you wouldn't have any way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the trains, le- we're going, got to be here. Um, and so we used to meet like at this one spot and then go out from there. Mm. Um, and we joke like if you didn't get, you just have to go back home because like, how are you going to get a hold of everybody? Right. Send smoke signals. We'd always joke smoke signals. You yeah. know, two means pick me up. Except for means- this, a real crafty dude, and he's sending smoke signals, but he's able to shape it like a dick. He's, he's airdropping. What's with it? Because that's what weirdos do. They 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 always do that. Haven't you? Heard? Why do you got to be that weirdo? I'm right not now? saying me. I'm saying. I think that, you are. You're showing I'm your ma- true I'm colors. Ma- I'm making a joke about it. I wouldn't do that to you. I know you. Would. But you know, there's always that person on an airplane. You hear those stories, like people like. Someone's airdropping or on a bus, you know, you're like, what kind of pervert? You oh. don't know who's doing it. It's so well, first offensive. First of all, everybody should go into their phone and turn that off 
to contacts only or only when you allow, which yeah. is what I have mine set up. That's that's good advice. Also, have it so that your phone just says iPhone. It doesn't tell people who you are. Should I cut all that out? This uh... I don't know. It's a lot of it's, <laughs> it's a lot of weird TikTok for no reason. <laughs> Uh, I just thought it was funny because, you know, people do weird things like that. And people are very strange, yeah. but protect yourself and shut that shit down. Absolutely. Don't allow the airdropping. Don't allow, don't say no to Neuralink. Um, I find it very bizarre that I don't know if what's going to happen with Elon Musk and Twitter. I just want to throw this out there for people to talk about, talk amongst yourselves, but I don't, I don't know what, again, what's going to shake out, mm -hmm. but I understand if he wants to make it a pay every month to use the platform kind of thing. I mean, we pay for Netflix and we pay for all sorts of services and things you want to use. So if that's how you want to talk, then you pay your $8 a month or whatever the fuck. But I do not understand, nor do I think it's a good idea to make people pay for a blue check mark because then it becomes an essential, like just a mark of douchebaggery instead of what it was, which was more like, you're, you actually are who you say you are. You're the like, mark of the beast. Sure. Religious, Sean. Um, but the, the mark, like I couldn't, I remember not being able to get verified on Twitter till I wrote a book mm -hmm. and then they were like, okay, you're like a legitimate entity person doing something or whatever. And I had to like submit that. It, so I don't, that to me makes sense. Like the, the old verified version of whatever. Um, I don't know if it's fair or not. I don't, I don't really care. I took, like I said, it took me forever to get verified on Twitter. And I, I you can't, didn't really care about it. Either. I, I still don't really care about that stuff, yeah. but for people who do, they might be like, yeah, but I asked and they didn't. And you know, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, but to pay for it just makes it stupid. <laughs> well, I guess I'm I, an idiot that pays every month to have this weird thing that doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. What is the purpose of the blue? Cause then could I just take Kim Kardashian's name and be verified? Cause I pay. No. I'm just saying that's the she can afford eight dollars. <laughs> she probably buy your name. Well, I could afford eight dollars, but I don't want to. Right. So what does it mean then? That's what I don't understand. Well, that's it. What's the purpose of the blue check? Mark? I guess we'll see what shakes out. He's been he's owned the company for what like a week. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll have to see. Cleaning house. I mean, I don't. I don't even fired a lot of people. I, I hate. I've always hated Twitter. Yeah. The whole thing could have been burned down. And I'd be like, meh. Yeah. I don't know why everyone's up in arms. It's not, I know. Like, it's not fun. We've to be all talked about, that's what I was joking with people about. Everybody's up in arms about it for some reason. People want to hate Elon Musk, which is fine. Whatever. Hate who you want to hate, but none of us know him. So, um, I have how, a confession to make, but oh, let me finish. You don't know him. However, <laughs> we all agreed many, many moons ago, consistently for years that Twitter was a dumpster fire and people only go there to shout at one another. Yeah, this is, I mean, Right. An experience I've seen. I've, uh, I've firsthand witnessed it. Yeah. I got so much random shit on Twitter over the years that I don't even, I don't even interact on it anymore. And sorry if you've messaged me or tweeted at me, I try to heart things every so often. Hated it. Yeah. Not you, Twitter. It, so whoever owns it doesn't really matter to me. It could be a super useful tool. I, I think that it had, it has a lot of potential. It's a great place for. You've got potential. You've got potential. But as a communication, you know, uh, invite a way we've never had this powerful of a tool before. So I get it. You know, everyone yeah. can go in there and, and but that's talk. the problem is not everyone should have megaphones. I mean, you should be able to only if you pay eight dollars. <laughs> no, that's just boom, boom. I'm just I'm totally kidding yeah, to, I'm totally to verify. Kidding. I don't know. It'll be interesting but to the $8, see what happens. He isn't it. saying it's to verify anymore. He's saying it's to utilize the platform. No. 
Well, that's okay. Anyway, free to use uh, $8 to be verified a month. If you are someone who I guess cares, needs it or yeah. Why would you need it then? then? Like I said, then it becomes stupid. Yeah. And yeah. Do you pay to be verified or do you pay to keep your verification? Uh, $8 a month to keep it. Oh, to keep it. Yes. Then so take you, it, take it back. Yeah. Stephen King's been beefing with him about that. That's like us when we um, talk to the Jehovah's Witness and they tried to shove that pamphlet under a door. We were like, take it back. I said, take it back. <laughs> and they took it back. That's how I feel about uh, this whole $8 shenanigans. Okay. I see a blue check going under a door. I'm like, take it back. I don't want anything to do with Renounce this. It. The cool thing will be not have it. I know. It goes flip flop then. Mm-hmm. TikTok flip flop. I don't know. That. Just like the masked singer. You know? Yeah. You don't know who it is. You just you know don't. they have a beautiful voice. They, they type 280 characters really well you know yeah right <laughs> i don't know where we're going with this it's okay it's all i had to say i have some uh memes and things that i want to share you wanna, go ahead you share, share your memes all right i'll put this one on the screen and you can watch it though you you may want to just press play or oh, it's, press it it's oh, actually okay. it'll take you into it oh okay <laughs> what in the fuck is this <laughs> is this like um the what's it called the harlem globetrotters for this is oh, a, he's on shoe. He doesn't have skates. No, he's the Zamboni he, driver. Oh, he f- he flew. Oh my. Oh my God. Isn't that spectacular? On his boots, just his cowboy boots. Yes. What a. Isn't that <laughs> spectacular? That's oh, he's a coming show. back. He's coming back for more. That is a Zamboni driver and a half. Wow. Yeah. Don't you like the that? Bozeman Ice Dogs? Wow, he like swings in. He's the show. No one's even there to see hockey. His insurance has got to be expensive. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I so that I, just, was, I wanted to share that with everyone because I I just I was blown away by it. Pretty so, yeah. pretty amazing. Also, I don't think your phone is on silent. Oh no. So silent. now it is, and I turned it all the way down. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, these Turn are down some what? of these may be funny, some may not be. I don't know. You may want to sift through them. If oh, you, you want me to sift? Sure. If you see one that you like, you can stop, and uh, we'll put it on the screen. Yep. <laughs> this one's ridiculous. We guarantee fast service, no matter how long it takes. That sounds, um, I went to the dermatologist. I'm going to detour us for a second. Oh yeah, let's go for it. Get your moles checked. Um, But I went to the dermatologist to get my moles checked for the year, like my year, how am I doing kind of thing. And they're watching one mole that I have on my hip because it's like really, really dark. It's almost like a black color instead of brown. And so they're, Roxy wants to weigh in on this. You should get your moles checked, I tell her. Um, but anyway, so they're watching it. It still looks fine, but they take photos to make sure it doesn't get bigger and blah, blah, blah. And so they measure it and all this stuff. So anyway, um, I went to have them look. And it's just different in Texas versus in L.A. In L.A., dermatologists are like, "Does do you not like the way that looks? We could get rid of it. And they like took off all my moles on my shoulders and just things I didn't like. That was in Los Angeles. Gotta love Dr. Van Dyke. He was great. Um, but then in Texas, they're like, that's not concerning to me. And they want to move on. And I'm like, burn that fucker off or chop off that mole. I don't like it. That's it. And so I had to then burn what she called a sunspot on my wrist. Been there for many moons, probably since my 32nd birthday or so. And then I have this weird thing on the end of my schnozzaruni that randomly will just like, it'll be a tiny little bump and then it'll just bleed. And she said it have an overactive blood vessel. Mm-hmm. She called it something that I can't remember. And so she cauterized it. So she burned me and then it made me sneeze and my eyes watered like a maniac. Oh, I was like, <laughs> she's like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, yes, this will subside. But can you hand me a tissue? Thank you. 
Um, and then in final medical news, ah. I have to get the bumpity bump removed on my finger because it hurts me and it's in the way. Oh yeah. You're uh uh, vein that has a thrombosis yeah but that's not what he called it anyway and I'm not I call, a doctor I and know. they called me today to tell me how much the surgery is going to cost with insurance 300 bucks not a bad deal i say not a bad deal um, as long as your finger still works finger tersen but anyway i said to her i said hey could you tell me what he called it because he said it so fast and he didn't write it down for me i forgot to ask when i was there and she goes it just says assist on your phalange blah 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 which essentially means like it was on my finger between this not this joint and this joint hmm. um and so i don't know i'm gonna ask my cousin too because she does sur- she's a physician's assistant they do surgery on the arm and she had initially told me if it doesn't bother me to not do anything with it because surgeries can potentially do more damage and cause you more upset. But it does hurt me now and it gets agitated really quick as Sean pokes into his hernia. So this is what is known as old people medical news. And we hope you enjoyed it. Call your doctor. Make your physical appointment today. The more you know. The more you know. Okay, back to memes because that's all we can handle with medical stuff. Um <laughs> That's hilarious, that tag. In a, it must be in a children's onesie or something. Cause it's, well, not a onesie, but it says size three to four years. Wash inside out. Remove child before washing. Like, do you really need to tell me to remove my child? Or am I just going to throw them do in Do not the... put the child in the laundry with the... Yeah. Yeah. Ask an associate for demonstration. How to use a toilet. Where do you find these? On the, on the internet? Yes. Oh, that's fun. Whatever. Just wash your hands. Aliens. Two-headed monster. Yeah. You know? Babies. Yep. That's funny. Okay. All right. Well, that's those it for are, the memes. That's them. <laughs> if cats could text you back, they wouldn't. They'd never, they wouldn't. They'd just send you that dot, dot, dot like they were texting. That's right. their tail switching. Right. <laughs> My mom and I, so Sean um, accidentally, so we have a safe in our house and Sean locked. The, it's a fire safe. Yes. Yeah. Because we were in California and shit catches on fire. And you put your important documents in. Yeah. It. Like our marriage license and passports and things like that. And what, what else? has been put in it the combo to get it open (laughs) most recently sean Uh, asked me the other day oh i'm sorry roxy she's laying at my feet i didn't realize and i hit her foot and she pulled her feet back like excuse you i'm asleep i'm sleeping here anyway yesterday sean comes out of his office and he's like hey do you remember the combination to the safe and i'm like i don't know it's on that paper he's like yeah, but like in your head, do you remember the combination of the safe? And I was like, no, I'll have to get that paper out. And as I walked towards it, he's like, I locked the paper in the safe. <laughs> it was a Seanism for sure. He's like, I got into it to look for something and then I shut it with the paper in it. And I was like, I think there's a six and a 12. You were close. And I have yeah. the numbers, I think, but they're not working. So. <laughs> So we don't have the number. And uh, I knew as soon as I closed the door, I was like, oh, that's not good. You know, <laughs> so I quickly, quickly went to the Internet and I looked it up and they sure enough, you can get your your numbers back. But it's um, going to cost us they, like 80 bucks or something, right? Twenty seven ninety five, which I mean, a little expensive. Kind of but a racket. Yeah. I mean, clearly they should have instructions that say, don't put this piece of paper in here. There should be a warning somewhere, and I'm going to give Why should there be that. a warning? Well, you know, I That's can't like be re- this... held responsible for some of these things. For my own actions? It says like put the... your important documents in there, which I did. You're and... like the person who burned themselves on coffee and then sued McDonald's. That's right. I need a I'm lawyer. Like... <laughs> I've been injured by the safe. Who was it? Ross Perot? Or who was the guy that... 
Oh no, I forget what his name is. He's uh, the he ran for something later, and I was like that dirtbag. Um, so litigious. But anyway, so yeah, so that was exciting, mm. and we still can't get into it now. So I hope there's no time right now where we need our important papers. Right. <laughs> I have to vote, and I hope my voter's card isn't in there. So I should never be allowed to go into a bank vault because then. Yep. He'll just lock himself right in. (laughs) Help, help. (laughs) And it would be one of those situations where it's running out of oxygen. I'm like Uh frantically dialing my phone, but there's only one bar. All of a sudden, the music from, you know, like, um, which is uh, Indiana Jones or something. And I have to like reach through some bugs. And I'm like, Indy. And I'm like, ah. What kind of bank do you go to? (laughs) Remember where he's in the thing that's slowly crushing him and she has to reach through the bugs and pull the lever. Yeah. And those crazy caterpillars are climbing. Temple of Doom is a good Indiana Jones when I first saw it, when mm-hmm. it came out and I was a child. Mm-hmm. Later on, I came to realize it was not the good Indiana Jones. The first one is the good one. Temple of Doom. I liked them all as a mm. kid. Nick and I watched the trilogy. Oh. We had them like in the VHS like box together. Mm-hmm. We watched those all the time. There's a new one coming out. I'm not going to watch it. It's uh, Indiana Jones in the old folks home. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is there was one with him and Shia LaBeouf. Yes. And I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Um, sometimes I find it's best for me to keep things from childhood in my past. In my past. Because I don't want to ruin it. Like I watched Mary Poppins as an adult and I was like, that shit's fucked up and crazy. But as a kid, I was like, I love this. And I love her purse that holds all sorts of things and all the medicine that like is all different colors when she, I thought it was magical. I've seen about two minutes of it. As an adult, I'm like, it's so kitschy and the weird cartoon to regular is so bad. It's, I can't. Yeah. Well, you can't judge stuff from a different era by today's standards because those were pretty hot tricks. You can't help but do it. You know, when you're watching it now, you're like, this is terrible. You have to watch it objectively. What was that horrible film that Lamar was part of that you made me watch where like, was it spiders that were on? Big ass spiders. Was that what it was? Yeah. And they were like, you guys, it was so bad. The CG was so bad. And they were like swinging from big buildings in New York, crushing things. Los Angeles. So Lamar's role in it was he went up in a helicopter and he filmed all the buildings in LA. So they had them to. That the spiders would be crawling over, but he had to film the plates for it, right? So if you want to watch a bad film. It's not bad. Big ass spiders. It's horrible. It's up there with Sharknado. I think it's the same people (laughs) who did Sharknado. You too can follow your dreams, move to Los Angeles and work in uh, sticky films. You know? I know. That's a funny thing forever. I never knew this before I da- started dating Sean. That when you when people ask what your partner does, right? For him to say like, oh, my wife's a therapist. Mm. Then p- people's response is usually like, oh, well, she's probably like fucking you up or something. Like therapizing you or are you getting your shit together? There can be any number of responses that are all kind of, <laughs> she's a therapist, right? Or what happens more likely for me is people tell me their life story. Like when I don't, when I'm like at a party. So that's my like cross to bear. <laughs> right. When you tell someone that your partner is in film production, production yeah. and film production, they immediately think that they're Steven Spielberg. Newsflash. I'm better. <laughs> Just, you know. Well, they're like, oh, has he worked on anything I'd know? And I was like, okay, so do you work for um, this facility in the Valley that makes hand uh, stretchy material or some like weird shit? Because Sean did a lot of corporate videos. So it'd be like all these bizarre, like how to use this product. Do you operate heavy machinery? Sean's probably told you how to use it. You know, medical devices. Medical devices. devices, uh, You know, corporate video. Trans catheter heart valve, perhaps. You've heard of this device. (laughs) You (laughs) won't see Sean on film, but he is behind the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) 
please, please rise from your seats for tonight's recipient of the, you know, I know it's the med device I film started, of the year. I started telling people, and you might hate this or love this, but I started telling people just for ease of explanation. I would say, oh, my husband's in film production. He works mainly for corporations creating their content for their employees. And people are like, oh. Could I get you to write my LinkedIn bio? Anytime. Uh, yeah. I charge $3 a word. Nice, nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just funny because people automatically think like you've worked on. I mean, which I guess we're in L.A. and chance it could happen. Right? Yeah. The Steven Spielberg of the medical device world. You know? Sean St. Louis and Lamar Sulak. Right. Hire them today. Um, anyway, so that I always thought that was really funny. Lamar works in real estate now. I know. Hey, people are swip swapping. The pandemic. Snip, snap, you know? snip, snap. Everyone went to different yeah. ways. I know. He moved to Michigan. Yeah. Never been to Michigan, but came for his wedding. Beautiful. Michigan's gorgeous. Michigan. It's getting cold now, though. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, yes. the West Coast is supposed to get like six feet of snow and we're supposed to get tornadoes. That's what the Weather Channel told me this morning. That's awesome. Well, I think it's a little sensational. I would say you know, maybe 12 inches of snow in the mountains and maybe we'll get some gusty winds here. But uh, we had a tornado watch the other day. My mom and I watched the news. She got a little nervous. I was like, it's not going to hit us. Look at it. You can see the pattern. And it went not by us at all. Austin may get uh, a foot of rain. That's what they're saying. A foot. That's a lot of fucking rain. I said, which foot? Left or right? Over the course of how long? Oh, I don't know. A day? Is that a lot? That's a fuck 12 ton. inches? An inch of rain is a lot. Do you is realize it? how much has to fall for it to be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I'm probably wrong. As a Pacific Northwesterner, a, a Washingtonian, I say, lies. It can't be 12 inches in a day. We'd be, we'd drown. We'd just be flooded everywhere. We should probably get to higher ground then. <laughs> That's what they told me Hill outside. Hill country, here we come. Right. Get on your roof, everybody. Actually this head is not to the lake, drill. get in the boat. Oh, yeah. That's Bring fine. a bucket. Just, yeah. you know, you'll be fine. We'll just go up with it. Okay. We need the rain. So, okay. Let's get into the letters. And we have a letter from our, speaking of PNW, we have our correspondent, Leanne. And it is entitled, Sorry, It's Been a While. That's okay. Things get busy. We understand. It says, Hi there, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. How do you do, Leanne? I'm going to make this short because I have less than 30 minutes. Get to the, they got to cut to the chase then. Mental health isn't great. High on anxiety, but I'm safe. Thanks for letting me know you're safe. I won't give you too many details, but I'm somewhere in Utah getting some mental health support. Good for you. I miss being home. I get the opportunity to talk and email my friends and family four times a week. And I've been in this place for three weeks. It's a residential program. Average stay is about 90 days, three months. Please excuse my typos. I'm typing on a PC and computers suck. A PC computer. <laughs> I concur. I have no idea how far you guys are into reading emails. I will have to slowly catch up with you guys when I can, but I got to go for now. Bye. Leanne from PNW, but currently writing to you from Utah. Mm. I'm glad you're getting help. I know it's hard for some of us to make that choice, but you got this. Getting that support. Okay. We have a letter from our awesome Toronto contributor. Oh. Are we ready? Hi, Aaron. It's entitled Bibles, New Car, and Miss Deja Blue. That's her dog. Says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you. I hope you had a wonderful day. I did. I was spoiled. We ate delicious food and walked around. I'm working on my life timeline or trauma timeline, which I have wanted to do for years, but I thought I couldn't do it without a therapist. But 
In a recent AKA, you said something like, you can do one on your own if you're careful, but you also said it didn't have to be just trauma, that you can do the whole, like the good, the bad, everything in between, and that it's a living document. I did say that, correct. It's been really rewarding to work on. Also, my mom is recently officially diagnosed with mild dementia. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I want stories and memories. Oh, while she can still remember. That's awesome. What a good idea. You can like put the timeline together with your mama. Thanks for giving me a new perspective on how to do something that I've really been wanting to do. I know this is OTDM and not AKA, but I was looking at your prompts and because of doing my life timeline, I have some stories that I want to share. I appreciate it. First story. When I was about three years old, we had a flood in the basement. And when they redid the walls, they found three or four Jehovah's Witness Bibles. (laughs) It's funny that we were just talking about Good insulation. (laughs) It was based evenly around the room. Years later, a family friend came to a party that we were having, and she's sensitive to paranormal activity. She was sitting in the living room right above the basement, and she stated that she didn't really feel well, and all the color left her face, and she started feeling weak, and then she had a really bad headache. When we asked her what was wrong, she said, Bibles. The Bibles must be put back in the basement. That's some creepy, weird shit. She went on to say, there's an older woman who said, over and over that the Bibles, the Bibles must be put back, put the Bibles back in the basement. So we moved. Run up, burn it down, burn it down. Um, you're going to burn down the house. <laughs> this woman had no clue about the flood when I was three years old. Yeah, because this is like way back in the future. We happened to have a couple of Bibles, so we took them downstairs and we put one in the back wall and one in the entrance, by the entrance, and the color came back in her face and she felt much better. She said, the woman said, thank you, now it's protected again. But that lady needs to get a different house to haunt because that's some creepy shit. And she left. Things were much calmer. Looking back, it was around three when I believe my childhood sexual abuse started and my father drank himself to death in that basement. (gasps) Coincidence, maybe. But all I know is after that night, the vibrant energy was much more positive in the house and I was actually able to go into the basement without getting panicky. Hey, there's energies. It's a lot to process. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it's, sounds like a horror film. It's perfect for Halloween, even though Halloween just, I mean, it just oh happened. God. We're still in the Halloween. Yeah. You know, <sighs> has anybody noticed? Why, why were the, who, why, why were the Bibles, <laughs> why were the Jehovah Witness, uh, do they use Bibles? I'd assume so. Or is the Watchtower their magazine? That's but, their, that's their magazine. That's the. That's the thing they yeah, shove under your door. Advertisement for the Bible. But why Why would those be in the walls? <laughs> to protect it? I don't know. From what? I don't know. Is there a helmet there? Or a From, I don't Buffy know. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? What's the, the German anti-Santa thing? Oh, uh, Krampus. Kramp, maybe it's to protect us from Krampus. Mm. Mm. Everybody put your Bibles in your walls. You heard it here first. But random side note. Has anybody noticed how they're already promoting Christmas and we only just barely, they started promoting Christmas. I went to Costco with my mom and I thought they'd have Halloween decorations up because this was like weeks ago and it was already Christmas shit. November 1st is the official first day of Christmas season, right? As soon as... I thought it used to be, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought it used to be right after Thanksgiving. Like the day after Thanksgiving, you have a whole month of Christmas shit. Hmm. That's what I thought. Christmas songs start playing on the radio. You see Christmas advertisements. I thought it was in. You put your Christmas tree up. You put your Christmas lights up. Like, what are we doing? Just throwing all of fall into Christmas? No, no, no. I, I love know. Halloween. Why and Thanksgiving the... is my favorite holiday. Right. Other than, you know, 
It's like the Pilgrims and the Turkeys got canceled and cornucopias. Cornucopias. Protect the cornucopia. Maybe Canadians are taking over because you guys have your Thanksgiving in October and then there's Halloween and you have got nothing to look forward to until Christmas. Goddamn Canadians. You know what you look forward to is you see the hockey boards show up at your local park Mm. and then those boards go the day the boards go up and they turn it gets cold enough outside mm-hmm. for them to turn but that hasn't happened yet your sister said it was nice and warm. i know it's warm it's like 25 degrees. your dad and your sister both reported weather is beautiful calgary on the other hand has Freezing. like snow for like the last month and uh you know that's why there's better... calgary yeah calgary. <laughs> some people say it calgary i've talked with other members of our community and they've told me some people do say calgary and that's very normal Hmm. They themselves say it. Calgary. Tomato, tomato, Calgary, Calgary. Calgary, Calgary. Alberta, Al- Alberta. <laughs> there you go. I think that person was just weird. Okay. Back into Aaron's letter. Okay. I've heard this story many times. But before I go, I want to say very clear that I do not condone drinking and driving in any way, shape, or form. We hear you. Again, when I was a child, late 80s, early 90s, Aaron and I are around the same age, I think. Okay. My grandma and grandpa, Eddie, had just gotten a new car to them from my uncle with all the bells and whistles, power windows and locks and all that stuff. That's fancy pantsy back then. Mm-hmm. My grandpa is driving and he was drunk and they came to a r- ride, R-I-D-E, checkpoint where all drivers are stopped so the officers can check for drunk drivers. So they knew they were going to get caught, but it was too late to turn around. When it was my grandpa's turn, he couldn't figure out how to open the window or open the door. As he was trying, he yells through the window. My son just gave me this car and I don't know how to work all the buttons yet. The cop yelled that he understood and waved them on. If he had been able to open the window and smell the alcohol, it would have been a dead giveaway. They got home safe and that scared my grandpa to stop drinking and driving. Oh, wow. At least it did what it needed to do. Obviously shouldn't have done it, but the stop, the checkpoint at least prevented it from continuing, you know? I heard that, and I don't know if this is true, but drinking and driving was mm-hmm. a lot more prevalent back in the old days. And the old days meaning like from when cars started. Well, we didn't have thing. Uber or Lyft. No, but um, up until like, let's say the 1980s. But so there's like a period of 60 years, let's say, mm-hmm. of automobiles as they're becoming more prevalent. Yeah, faster. Faster. More, more common. Mm-hmm. But... Um, slowly you know mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten away from people drinking and driving as much because like you said there's services like uber and whatnot but i believe back when there weren't as many vehicles on the road yeah there was a lot more of this going on like people driving around with booze in their car you know in the oh, 1960s assume... like people driving around with a six-pack or something you know or At, and times have just those times done changed but times have just changed when it comes to tolerance for stuff like that over right. the years right I think because we realized how many deaths, how, how much dangerous it is, right? And even growing up in a really small town to this day, like we have like one Uber driver in our area. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's probably pretty busy. Two words, good luck. Um, but there's a taxi service also. But anyway, I think things have gotten easier for us to not do those things and engage in that way. Um, also, the laws have gotten stricter. But still in rural areas, I would argue it's, it's still pretty prevalent. Mm. I'm not saying that it is crazy prevalent, but I... I think you're right about the laws becoming more strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, they they crack down on that sort of thing. And yeah. maybe back in the day, it was a slap on the wrist. Oh, don't be such a hooligan, you know? But yeah. now it's like, 
you lose your license, your mm-hmm. insurance goes through the roof. Yeah, you have to take classes and stuff. I had some people, not close friends, people I knew in high school who got DUIs. And one, almost like her dad, her grandpa, who got off because he he swerved and hit a tree on this, not going crazy fast, but like, you know, you're drunk and you're disorderly. And he whacked his head on the steering wheel and he was kind of discombobulated and the police drove by and stopped and just checked him out. And I guess he didn't smell too strong of alcohol. I don't know if he like, I don't know. Um, also, you're out in the woods. So he's outside of the car. Binocas. Uh-huh, that was me doing the binocca. Um, anyway, he said, oh, my God, a deer jumped across the road and they were like, OK, well, we'll. Um, and he said, my friend's on the way to get me. And they, they're like, OK, well, we'll wait till your friend gets here. And somebody pulled up and bought him and off he went. and He didn't get a DUI. Or like Chris Farley when he pulls over to the. The center of the road. It's mm-hmm. like bees. Uh huh. They run out. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. And now for something completely different. Okay. So as you were talking about how your mom told you, Katie, to get Roxy used to you touching her paws, tail, etc. I did. And I have. And she's pretty good with it. She'll let me clip a couple of her toenails. And then she starts to be like, please stop. Or she's just curious. And she wants to get her nose and tongue into the clippers. And that's not good. Okay. No accidents have happened, by the way. I just wait for her to, like, lose interest or I'll give her a treat. But when I got Miss Deja Blue, she was about nine months old and she was very under-socialized. When I first brought her home, she picked the corner of my kitchen under the table. Oh, poor thing. I barely saw her at first. I just kept feeding her, giving her water. Oh, it's kitty cats, not dogs. I said her dog. I'm sorry, Erin. As she's talking about this, I'm like, I think it's a kitty cat. Yes, and I see pictures of kitty cats. Yep, I'm sorry. I miss I misremembered, and that's my fault. Okay. I barely saw her at first. I just kept feeding her, giving her water, and scooping her litter, and just letting her be. Eventually, she would come out, and then she would come near me, and then I put out my, uh, my hand for her to sniff. Then I would pick her up and put her down. This slow beginning lasted a couple of months. Now, five years later, I can pick her up, touch her paws and tail, and she even loves a belly rub. The patients at the beginning were completely worth it to see the trust in her eyes today. Anyways, I think that's getting too long. Gotta save some stories for later. Hugs, Erin, the awesome Toronto contributor. And this is just a cute kitty. This is Deja Blue. Uh, Straight up murder machine. Cats are. That cat. And sorry, I thought it was a dog. That's my bad. My bad. But yeah. Okay. Our friend from our North, I think it's North Floridian correspondent, if my memory serves me. Uh It's entitled, We're a Little Late. Woohoo, October. But that's our fault because this was sent on my birthday. Oh. It says, Howdy, you, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I hope you had a super awesome birthday and vacation, Katie. Thanks for everything you do. Your friend, Christy, including a picture of me and my cat, Emily. Hey. Cute, cute. Ooh, her hair is purple. Look at that. She also sent me some amazing fuzzy socks. Thank you very much for my birthday. And I've already worn them. I washed them and worn them. Boom. 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 Not, toasty. Not ro- yeah, toasty. Um, okay. Are you ready? Am I ready? We have the latest from Tom, your Virginian correspondent. Okay. Everybody else out there, it's Tom, your Virginia correspondent here. Katie and Sean just got done watching the podcast here on Saturday evening. Seems as though you all are in Charleston, South Carolina. My family really enjoys that part of the world. We've spent a lot of time at a place just down the coast from there called Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. And we've been going down there ever since I was in the third grade and have owned a couple of homes there on the island. And the part of the world's a wonderful place to be, so I hope you all enjoy the hell out of it. 
You can't hear my dog in the background because he's in the kennel. I was wondering. Just come back from a trip myself. Drove up to Ohio to lift in a tournament. Bench pressed 680 pounds and had it turned down on, on a technicality. Oh. So, you know what? I made the lift and not pissed off about it. Just probably going to sit around here and check up on a few things. Maybe get into that bourbon collection I showed you all the other week, but... Can't get down over something like that. Yeah, you still lifted it. Think mm-hmm. about making a run and doing it all over again. Exactly. Have some stuff to talk to you all about here. It seems like we are probably five weeks or so behind with my recordings. And uh, I experimented around a little bit with some videos. I don't know if the downloads can work for you all or not, but... Uh, I couldn't the get day Katie open. was having a rough time, I sent her some well wishes, and my contact info's in that email. So y'all ought to give me a call. Maybe we can talk about how we can show my trains. And uh, also, I got a whole list of stories I want to tell y'all, but I want to make sure that Katie's okay with them. She mentioned something a while back about people who were upset about some of the stuff on the podcast. So definitely don't want to upset anybody. That's not my intention. Of course not. With all that said, hopeful that everybody out there is doing well. May God watch over the people that were affected by the hurricane mm-hmm. and also the people out there that are having personal struggles that are part of the community. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Those yeah. are kind words. Super kind words. And a bummer about the lifting. Yeah. What did you say? 680? 618 pounds? Whatever. It's about Sorry, 600 Tom. pounds more than I can bench press. It's a press. lot more than I could do that's a lot of weight i think the heaviest i've ever bench pressed is like two plates and i gotta be honest that's a like for me a real struggle i can't imagine you know at least 20 times that i don't know what no uh three times that <laughs> we're mathematicians over here watch right? <laughs> watch our heads catch on our brains catch that's on a fire. lot of weight smoke come out our ears right, yeah right, there's right. a lot of weight you ever seen the Saturday live skit where it's uh the all steroid Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the eighties and it's, uh, uh-uh. um, Oh, I forget who Kevin Nealon, I think is the announcer oh, you know, for funny. the Olympics. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, and, uh, the Russian steps up to, I think he's going to do like a deadlift, you know, mm-hmm. and the oh, Russian his arms steps up. rip off. Is that the one where the guy's yeah. arms rip off? I do <laughs> for some reason remember that. And there's blood coming out of his shoulders and, and, and Kevin Nealon says, Oh, that's a sad day for the Russian. <laughs> He's, he's probably pumped now, but he's going to feel that tomorrow. I tell you what. Because <laughs> his arm is ripped. Because <laughs> he's like, he's straining so hard to try and lift the weight. And he stands up and his arms don't go with him. I miss the good old days of Saturday Night Live. They then. used to be so funny. So you know? funny. I don't know if it's like the af- afraid to offend someone culture of now or the PC stuff. I don't know if it's that, but my part of me just thinks it might just be the wave. And we just like caught that good wave of like the eighties and nineties with really, really funny people. And now it's just like me. I saw Chevy chase the other day on Bill Maher. Bill Maher has a podcast Uh and it was interesting because I, I still see Chevy chase as, as Fletch or, you know, as, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, name you name the film you know from from the 80s and and this is the way i envision the guy but he's he's an older man now of you course know? he is yeah and to hear him talk through things i'm like oh wow it's so strange like 
Because you want when you watch him, he's like in his twenties and thirties. Yeah, you know he's brilliant. Like he's he's really uh, a funny comedian, and he's one. The reason why I bring it up is because he's one of the people who made Siren Live what yeah. it is. You know, when he well, was then Chris Farley, think of like Adam Sandler, like all of them getting their start that way. Mm-hmm. Like he's obviously like the what was it him. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Belushi. Was Bill Murray. Bill Murray. In that group. Yeah. Belushi. Yeah. And it was just, it was like a, a, a golden era. Yeah. Steve Martin. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Chevy Chase used to do the news, he was, he was brilliant. Like really, he's the guy who made the weekend news or the weekend update, mm-hmm. you know? And then there were so many other people who followed in his footsteps who were really funny. Mm-hmm. Leading up to Norm MacDonald, who is my personal favorite. I but. know. Sad that we lost him. Mm-hmm. What a funny guy. I, know, I wonder where where we put him. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I find, yeah, Saturday Night Live now kind of sucks. What do you guys think? Do you like it? Do you not? Do you have a favorite, favorite skit? Yeah, please share. Also, send pictures of what you were for Halloween. I want to see. You want to see? OTDMPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Or even if it wasn't this year, like your favorite costume ever. Hmm. And I might have already asked you. Or suggestions that, for us for next year. Mm, because you know, we are taking suge- open to suggestions. Yeah. Okay. That's a good name for a podcast. Open to suggestions. We have a letter from, I forget what we call him. I think he's just our tech. I, I think of him as our tech correspondent. Technology. Radio waves. Ben. ben. It's Ben. It's our science uh, director. Science liaison. Yes. It's entitled... On multiverse mm-hmm. and strange accusations. Remember, mm. you said that you think we'll get into it if you guys don't know. It says, Hey, Katie and Sean, on the Halloween episode of OTDM, you started talking about multiple universes and speculated that I might know something about them and that I might even be from another universe. Just a theory. Let's talk about this some more. First of all, the most commonly accepted multiverse theory when it comes to the universe is that certain events can cause a split. In the universe, like Stranger Things, right? Or me falling down and hitting my head that one time. I'm pretty sure when <laughs> I, I fell hit my into head, another I dimension. Into, yeah, I was like, I woke up. And I'm like, in this another. My, and there's that song by the Talking Heads, and uh, this is not my beautiful wife. This is not, you know, he's wearing the big suit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As the days go by, and the, dun, dun, the river dun, runs. Dun. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. Yeah, I know that now. Yeah. I just needed you to start it for me. Because sometimes our eras of music do not overlap. It's a great song, but I have a horrible time remembering things. Um, so the lyrics are a little <laughs> spotty, but I know it in my head. I, I don't know a lot. Even just when we were starting the the podcast today, I was like, hey, Macarena. Because I always think of ha ha when you clap. But it's in Spanish. And I don't, it's like, I don't even know what they're saying, even though I do understand some Spanish. And I was going to sing the song at the beginning. And I was like, don't even start that, Katie. I'm like, <laughs> that was going to be, it was like, hey, you don't play a little bit of what going on. Fake the Spanish. Yeah, just like make up words, which will always remind me. And I know I probably shared this before. My friend Jamie growing up for the uh, Welcome to Miami song. Mm by will smith where he says like buen viam miami or something like welcome to miami um she used to go miami that's she didn't know what it was you just make it up that's why i'm always fascinated when you see footage like everyone knows i'm a guns and roses fan Mm -hmm. but i remember seeing guns and guns and roses footage from them in japan Mm -hmm. for the use your illusions tour that's a hard word to say i think for you use your (laughs) illusions tour Mm -hmm. 1992 93 thereabouts and 
seeing footage from Japan. I'd never really seen uh, concert footage from Japan of a, yeah. like a, a massive show. That's on top of our list of places. To Everyone to. knew the lyrics. Of course they did. But think about it, though. But how did they learn them? Because I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> and I was like, I was still thinking, I was like, ah, no, November rain. <laughs> you know, like. But if you listen to a song over and over and over and over and over, like if I listen to the Macarena more than that one time at a wedding or this right. random concert played it in the intermission, like I might know it too. Mm. Also, I don't, I, I don't know. I'd assume there is research to show this, but I don't know of it, that things are easier to learn when they're in song. Mm-hmm. Cause think about like how many things we learn as kids that are all sing songy and across the world. Like, but to enunciate. Yeah while you're speaking mm-hmm. and to comprehend how a word is formed one thing to pick up what someone's singing because mm-hmm. you're stretching the word out and you're you know you're bending it yeah but i still i think yeah i i just think that that makes sense to me mm. <laughs> i'm really good with lyrics you are but I, I don't listen to other songs in other languages but if i did a lot then i would i think i could you know you might not know what it means but i also think we're underestimating people's ability like how many people in the world speak english or at least in always enjoy our entertainment mm. because the united states i mean obviously other parts of the world create amazing content now too but for the longest time you know like everything came out of the u.s and hollywood and like it was a big deal so music you know uh movies tv shows all that the chili peppers have a great song i think it's on stadium arcadium uh, californication uh-huh and mm-hmm. uh it's all about that, you know, everything coming out of the... Yeah, and I think, yeah, so anyway, that those are my... I'm not surprised, but I am at the same time. Because Japan also, we know, because um, Alexa, which you guys know her, I've had her on Alexis. my... Alexa. I've had her on my podcast and on my channel, a good friend of ours. Her and her husband went to Japan, what would it have been, 2019, 2018? Probably 2019. Anyway, because she used to do the Kintsugi classes and she wanted to like learn from the masters and... She said that a lot of people did not speak English. So I know for a long time, Japan was kind of like, um, not cut off, but they protect their culture, which I, I respect. You know, I'd love to go. Has anybody been? Tell us. Share pictures. Tell us about it. When did you go? And what? if you happen to be listening and you're in the Yakuza, hit me up. I would like to go for a ride along and see, you know, what a Japanese gangster's life is like. I was like, isn't that a bad thing? Because didn't Dwight mention it in the office? He was like, okay, let me put this in terms you understand. So imagine you're part of the Yakuza. (laughs) I think he calls them tribes. I don't know what he's Triad. Triad. I think so. I think that's what they... Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Is that... Are those the Chinese gangs from Hong Kong? I think the Chinese gangs from Hong Kong are triads, maybe. Mm. But the Yakuza is Japanese. Oh... Anyone who's into martial arts is nerdy. You're like, oh, yes, I've I've seen these people in movies. They're bad Sean guys. Sean and I watched some bad karate films and some good karate films where they'll oh. always mention the Yakuza. The Yakuza. I tell you what, uh, if you want to watch some karate. stunningly bad films from your childhood. Uh-huh. Is uh, it as bad as Big Spiders? What was it called? A Big Ass Spiders? Big Ass Spiders. It's even worse in some ways, but way better because it's my childhood. But mm-hmm. Enter the Ninja, mm-hmm. one Enter the Ninja 2, mm. and I think it goes up to like five or six. Wow. But the first three are, I, I, I don't know. I've never watched them. Oh, I've never really been in so karate. It's not karate. What is it? Ninjutsu. 
I've never been into any of this. And I never even learned about ninjutsu until Sean talked about in such like rose colored child glasses about his time in Kelowna learning ninjutsu. Oh, no, no. That's when I fell in love with it because it was in the movies because of Nick and and I did have nunchucks. Right. Like padded ones. My dad did. I don't know. We'd gotten them for something. Bruce Lee made those really famous. And I would whip those things around. And every once in a while, you'd hit yourself in the face with them. (laughs) Got to start with the foam ones, you know? That's what ours were, were foam. Right. I was mortified though, because um, my father had recently sent me some uh, some pieces, a photo of of, of some stuff that he had kicking around. Oh, you should share some of that. One of them was uh, my ninjutsu identity card. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known as a young man that 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 I was part <laughs> of a, come back bunk, to <laughs> a bunk organization, and uh, I guess wherever I was training, um, the sensei would hand out your card, you know, like with your oh. information on it, and it had some Japanese characters, so you knew that it was pretty it was legit, legit as a thirteen-year-old boy. You're Too like, legit to quit. Uh-huh. Clearly, I am, and you know, I'm not a ninja, but I'm in ninja training, so I had a <laughs> card with my name on it and some. Anyways, uh, but it had signed by your sensei, you know, like, so <gasps> clearly he has a sensei uh, the sensei was, uh, happened to be a white dude from Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have been forced out of Ontario. So he was selling his wares in Quebec, but mm-hmm. I looked him up and, um, is he like that guy in Napoleon dynamite who wears the pants that are like the American flag? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> <You're> like, smack. <laughs> he smacks Kip. Oh my God. Poor Kip. <laughs> He wasn't like that, but I mean, we, we were dressed like ninjas with tabby boots and, um, what are tabby boots? They're the boots that ninjas would wear. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Are they like wrestling shoes? Well, they were, you'd probably like them because you wear Uggs, but basically they had a flat sole. Was there any sole on them or was it like just little grippers? Cause that's like wrestling shoes. No, it was, it was a sole. And then the sole had a fabric uh, sewn over it. So almost like Chuck Taylor's, you know, like a Converse. Okay. But not as, the, the they didn't have as much edging. Okay. Was like so the very, rubber wasn't all the way up on the edge. Right. Okay. And then um, the opening was up mm-hmm. the side of your leg, like a cool lady boot. Would it button or lace? There were buttons. There were like tabs that would hook mm-hmm. into each other. And you also had a split toe where your big toe and oh. from the rest of your feet. Oh my God. I see them. Yeah, that's... you want to know what's funny? Yeah, those are tabby boots. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a guy going to demonstrate. You found, you found footage of me. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's a guy with a samurai sword. Um, thanks, Etsy. Uh, no, that reminds me. So, uh, I forget the name of the brand, but like Mar Margella, Marcella, something like that. MM is what it usually shows. They have shoes now that have that toe thing and it was funny because when we were at lauren's wedding my friend um who owns lisa sega lisa anyway i went to college with her and she had a super shoes. nice lady oh, by the way it was so good to see lisa it's just and funny Louis, your husband great guy yeah we'll have to go visit yeah. but she had one of those shoes on i was like oh they're she's at- wearing tabby boots no but the mm i'll oh. show you the the mason mark margella i'm probably saying it wrong but um anyway Maison Margiela, or I don't know if Maison. I'm, Maison. Yeah, that means house. Mar- but see the, the house shoes? Of Marge- yeah, there you go. Tabby boots. I mean, they're not tabby boots, but. Well, they're boots with the tabby toes. Well, they're yeah. loafers. That's what she was wearing. Those are dope. Yeah. Oh, you like them? See them? Yes. Like well, because your, your toes are supposed to move differently, right? And if your big toe is anchored to the rest of your other toes in the, in the toe bed, mm-hmm. it doesn't have room to move. That 
allows you to kind of articulate As a, a little bit. What am I supposed to do? Get I've socks gotta, that are made that I've got to get the socks. Mm-hmm. Or just cut a hole for your big toe. Be like uh, <laughs> like Arthur Fonzarelli wearing mittens. You know, you cut out your finger, the fingers. Or you and, just get fishing mittens so yeah, you can do things. Like Madonna, you know. Those are not mittens at all. Those are like fishnet. I also wore those because it was the 80s, you know. It's a, no. Oh my God, there's a fi- if you have, if Eric, if you have a picture of Sean wearing like gloves. All my, all my ninja gear. Uh, I would die. So anyway, so those are tabby boots. Tabby boots. Like a kitty cat. Yeah. And they're they're super comfortable. Mm. And I'm going to get some. You heard it here first, folks. I don't think they're that expensive. And, you know. Okay. I got off topic, Ben. And I'm very sorry. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry, hey, Ben. Sorry. Hey, buddy. Oh. Hey, buddy. Oh. We're back. Okay. So other dimensions, right? Let's talk about this more. First of all, the most commonly accepted multiverse theory is when it comes to the universe is that certain events can cause a split in the universe. Maybe you decide to eat eggs one morning in one universe and pancakes in the other. Those small changes can eventually add up to big changes. Some more exotic ideas like that of Stranger Things don't really pan out as much. Dang it. Secondly, I will add being accused of being from another dimension proudly to the list of strange things I've been accused of. This list includes being a Vulcan, Elon Musk, Mr. Bean, an alien, and a few other things that are no doubt escaping my mind. <laughs> Thanks for all that you do, Ben. <laughs> ben is in a super position. See, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's neither this or that well, until he's observed, which we have not observed. We him. have not observed, Ben. He could be anything. And mm-hmm. so until we see him, mm-hmm. then he he could be in any uh, form, right? That's the multiverse. He could be. You know, that's 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 what quantum computing is, right? Mm-hmm. I that's, think so. That's all I got. No, when we were at Zeitgeist and that guy was talking about quantum computers. Oh my God, Helmut? So, yeah. So what a nice guy, by the way. Also find it funny. Was it Barry that skied with him? Yeah, my psychiatrist. Why? The world's so small. Anyway, super nice guy. Very interesting character. But... I really tried. Do you ever really try to pay attention to understand something? Like I really wanted to understand quantum computers because I know it's the future and I understand that they're trying to do this. But for the life of me, it was like, do you know when you try? I don't even know. It's almost like trying to catch an illusion. I was like, it's right there. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I just couldn't keep up. I'd be like, oh, I'm following. Lost me. It's like someone speaking Spanish to me really quickly. I'm like, I got that word. Yes, that word. I don't know how these go together. Damn it. Oh, oh shit. I already lost the other stuff because I was thinking about the other stuff. It was like that. It was amazing. First of all, so Zeitgeist is a Google event where mm-hmm. they bring together all the people who basically are interacting with Google as a corporation from a outside corporate standpoint mm-hmm. um, for talks. They, they yeah, bring, learn things. It's um, really cool. Yeah. People uh, speak on stage. And it's probably my favorite event of theirs. I've never been to anything like this before. It was, Remember when we got invited? I was like, "This is was this know. real?" Uh, this year will be Katie Morton, Michelle Obama, and uh, Tupac. You're like Tupac's <laughs> alive, shit. <laughs> no, but you know it was amazing. The, the list of people who were there. It is, and I, I felt very fortunate to be there to to observe it and listen. We even and, got to meet uh, the drummer guy that's also a singer. It starts with an A. Anderson Pock. Yeah. It just took me a second. It was, it's chock, a nice guy. Full, chock full of really interesting people. And yeah. you're just cocktailing with them. Hey, how's it going? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Where were we going with this? I don't know. You oh, started it. Out of all these people, um, one year that we were there, mm-hmm. 
you know, you, everywhere you look, oh, fascinating person, fa-, and they and they they're looking around the room and they just skip over me. They're like, not fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. They don't know you. I know. Um, but I saw a person, and immediately I was like, holy! Beep. Was it that scientist? It was Helmut. And oh, Helmut! I thought you were talking about that. We had that Japanese scientist that talks on the oh no about uh, Michio Koku. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, he was there too. That was the second year, mm-hmm. and so. I had just read the, there was a, a large article that was released about Google's um, quantum computer project and, and what they had achieved. And, and I still don't know enough about it, even though I, I love the subject matter. It's, it's way above my head. I understand some basics. I know they have to keep them cold. They get very Super hot. Super cold. Yeah. Um, well, that's also. Part of, that's one of the biggest struggles is keeping them cold. Yeah. And in order to observe the particle, do its dance, it has to be, you have to remove it has to be in a vacuum mm-hmm. and it has to be, you have to remove all uh, outside influences mm-hmm. so that the particle can do its thing, which is really strange. Be in two places at once or be in two positions at once. Did you guys see why I got lost immediately? I was like... Right. So they oh. super chill it. Anyway, yes. But he, he was in this article and I was like, oh my God, like this this is like really a an important person. And basically the, the founders of Google, um, they contact this guy because he was at another company They're like listen we have a project we want you to run are you down and he was like it depends <laughs> you know uh and they they pitched to him and he was like yeah i'm on board and so he heads up this project and he says i'm going to need a couple of years and it's out of la yes yeah. well uh well, santa barbara is where the, the computer is yeah, but not i remember and, thinking wow it's like just outside of la yeah and i was like well, we, we struck up a conversation mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I want to go see the computer. Wasn't it at breakfast or something we talked to? Yep. Because it was so crazy. He I had saw that cool him. silver leather jacket. He was the coolest guy in the so room. cool. I was so not cool. He was like, he's from the future. I know. From the future. I'm from the future. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. anyways, struck up a con- Talked to him for a very long time. Had no... I Sean could- talked to him more than I did. Oh. I think I was talking to Katie Kirk. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a weird... I got to meet Naomi Campbell too, and she yes. was actually very lovely. Yeah. And Paul Ryan. Mm-hmm. It was such a weird. And then so Meg weird. Whitman. I was like, "What uh, is life? What's happening?" Yeah, right Meg now? Whitman was pitching me uh, their their project, and I was like, yeah. "That's crazy." Yeah, because that- I was talking to Naomi Campbell. I said, "I'm going to invest. This is I've so got weird. about six dollars to my name." <laughs> this is when you're like, "Is this real life?" Yeah, that's- I think to Ben's point, I think we that's another dimension. Yeah, we slipped into a. I slipped into another dimension. And then when they found out we didn't belong, they kicked us back out. They did. The universe like, no, no, no. You've been sorted into the wrong house. Okay. We have one more letter. Okay. Good. From Liam. And it isn't. Oh, never mind. That's a junk thing. Was someone trying to sell us a a website? Magic Mind podcast sponsorship. Oh. Um, I don't know how serious that is, but okay. I will end today's podcast with a letter from the right honorable David Redacted. Hola, mi amigo. And it is entitled Super Mega Ultra OTDM Land Update with 30% more updates and half the cost. Wow. Take that inflation. It says, hello, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM universe. It's the right honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTDM Land and Diladoo, giving you a long overdue report about our great country. Unfortunately, I have been swamped with so much work lately, so I apologize for not keeping people up to date. Recently... I went to the UK to attend Queen Elizabeth's funeral as both the head of the government and head of state. Yes. It was my honor and duty to attend her service. I had invited Leah, the ambassador of joy to attend. However, she was unavailable. So I brought along Maya, the minister of sadness. 
We appreciate you all that time, energy, travel. We appreciate you. Did you uh, let Prince Charles know that I have not forgotten that he owes me five bucks that he borrowed for me? And I'm very upset very that upset. he's dodging me about it. He said, Zell, PayPal, whatever, buddy. And he was like, I'll Venmo. get you back on the other side, mate. <laughs> Are you Australian? <laughs> Damn it. Damn now it. you know my story's a lie, you know. We all thought it was true. Yeah. It says, I forgot Maya is super fucking happy-go-lucky. Maya talked the entire time on the flight and how happy she was, or happy she had the position while wearing pastel-colored clothes and singing Monty Python's Always Look at the Bright Side of Life. He said, insert whistle here. It's like you knew. Oh, really? Yeah. I may have chosen the wrong minister for the position. At the funeral, we met all various heads of state, including the president of Iceland. We shared a quite polite conversation, but president gave me the cold shoulder. Rude. Mm. I can sense they're still mad at Sean about the volcano incident. I again apologized on Sean's behalf and explained he's a great person who works hard and is kind and still feels guilty to this day. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing about this, David. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at the Panama Papers, Uh my name is not caught up in that scandal, but his is. The head of Iceland, they're uh, hiding money in offshore corporations. Don't make our relationship with them worse, Sean. Rude. I'm just saying, I'm not in the Panama Papers and Iceland is. So (gasps) who's the bad guy here? The Icelandic president didn't care to listen. For some reason, I blurted out, he's friends with PJ. And that somehow got the president's attention. If PJ is friends with Sean, he must not be such a bad guy. I have no idea how that worked, but I d- it did. And I think Iceland and OTDM land are on better terms now. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. You're gonna I make, take it back. He's not involved with the Panama you're Papers. You're going to fuck it all up, Sean. The ambassador of Albania asked me if coach Ernie Pantuso could visit their country and sing the Albania song from Cheers as they're considering changing their national anthem to Ernie's version. I said I would contact him as soon as I could find a Ouija board. <laughs> I love it. PJ loves that anthem too, by the way. Albania, Albania. I forget the land on the sea. What is it? And then their their chief import is Chrome. Oh. It's Chrome. Is it Chrome? It's Chrome. I, I forget already, but I just I can hear PJ singing it on the Adriatic. It's on oh, that's the it, right? Adriatic. Mm-hmm. Sammy, I'm, it's real. It's real easy here. Here, here, <laughs> we'll help me. you remember. I met the new king, King Charles the Third. After explaining who I was, he said to me, "I'm going to give you a knighthood." <gasps> Amazing! I was so excited to hear this. I would no longer be David Redacted. It would be Sir David Redacted. I felt like I was on cloud nine until I hit the ground after being thrown out of the palace guards, thrown out by the palace guards. I guess I'm going to live. Give you a knighthood means throw them out oh rude well sir i'm going to upgrade you here david redacted is Mm. also if you shorten it dr doctor Mm. dr david redacted we'll give him a um what do you call it when you get an honorary doctor doctor that's the Thompson Twins. Da, 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 da. I don't know the lyrics either. Me neither. My ego was a bit bruised and I had a pain in my ass. Well, that's after the Minister of Sadness. Maya overwhelmed me with her presence. I mentioned I felt embarrassed. Maya said I should think positively in her super happy, cheerful way and told me not to think negatively and use bridge statements. I muttered, I'm going to throw you off a London Bridge if you don't scale down your happiness levels. The one question all the world leaders asked me was, where is... OTDM land. Oh. I showed them on the map where it was, and every leader laughed. Even the governor of Rhode Island, who was, oh, the governor of Rhode Island, who was there, laughed at me. You call that a country? 
I try not to get defensive, but how could you not in a situation like that? It's not the size of the country. It's the quality of the life that you bring to the citizens. They count. But then there was dead silence before they all started laughing again. Maya was upset when they made fun of our country. I consoled her. There, there. You're finally giving, you're finally living up to your title. (laughs) Okay. Meeting with the Minister of Science and Wankers, Sue. Yes. I recently caught up with Sue, the Minister of Science Wankers, and she introduced me to two new concepts. She introduced me to a new economic idea called Wankernomics. Wankernomics. Wanker. Oh, wanker. Remember? Wanker sign. Yes. Wankernomics. Why have an economy that's fucking over, fucking us over? Why not have one we can, actually, she'll be better at explaining it. (laughs) The second one is a new religion called Wankertology. There are 12 levels you must climb, and with each one, you unlock a new secret about wankertology. The goal is to max out at all 12 levels. How much do we charge for each level, though? Mm. That's... Let's, let's keep reading. I'm not sure. Yeah. Once you reach the very top, you've climaxed. After that, you get to learn the ultimate secret of wankertology. Sue didn't tell me what it was, but from what I gather, it has a lot to do... Uh, oh, it has to do with... Sue didn't tell me what it was, but from what I gather, it has to do with it. Okay. Roxy, the game-winning goal of the 1970 Stanley Cup Finals, kumquats, the noisy neighbors, and what's inside Sean's mind. For some reason, how I got my name redacted was also mentioned. (gasps) Ooh, amazing. Wankertology has also adapted the tenets of our religion. Don't do dumb shit. Don't be a dickwad. And just do it. Namaste. I'm sure more information about this new religion will come out in the coming months. I look forward to hearing about it. Propositions 4, 7, 8, 9, and 15. Okay. The Propel Operator Gain Obtuse Spring Technology International Corporation Mm -hmm. Kineticism. Referendum results. Yes. Recently, the citizens of OTDM land went to the polls to vote on whether to keep or ban the pogo stick Mm -hmm. under the Propel Operator Gain Obtuse Spring Technology International Corporation Kineticism Act. Or abbreviated the pogo stick act. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, as you know, there was a mistake when the ballots were made, giving three possible choices. So to make it easier, one option was labeled, don't choose this option. After Mm -hmm. countless recounts and court challenges, here are the referendum results. Ban of the pogo stick coming in at 37.5% of the vote. Leave the pogo stick alone coming in at 25% of the vote. Don't choose this option coming in at 37.5% of the vote. It's a lot of percentages. Yes, we have a tie between banning of a pogo stick and don't choose this option. But as prime minister, I must interpret the meaning of these results that there was a tie. And well, some people want to watch the word burn, the world burn. The question was posed as to whether the ban to ban the pogo stick. Therefore, I've taken the executive order to ban the pogo stick. What? I know. I'm oh, okay with it. Also I hate don't. the noise of a pogo stick. It gives me <laughs> the anxiety that, yeah. If it was a smooth, I'd be okay with That's it. That's a, a brand new one. But like the rusty spring. It's that old rusty spring. It's scare, it scares me. It's that goddamn So I appreciate spring. you banging it. And uh, any other noises I find offensive should be banned. <laughs> if people listening this mm. far find my voice off- offensive or annoying, we can't we ban, ban that. It. No, 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 oh, no, we no, can't. no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, wow, I've got to do this by myself. 
I've been banished, Katie. I'm banished. Banning the pogo stick has caused a great division in our country. Protests and counter protests have littered the streets. Millions of people have been injured and thousands have been jailed. Can you imagine that protest? Some of the people are on pogo sticks. Oh, no. And dangerous. They weaponize them. They put like a little sharp knife at the bottom. They, they pogo. Why would knife. you imagine? That's not at all what was said, Sean. Stop. But there making. are protests. Yeah. And no, no mention of well, people on pogo sticks. If you're going to protest on a pogo stick. Why would you tie a... What's wrong with you? Well, you know. What? If you're... You didn't answer my question. What's wrong? <laughs> Where do we I, begin, Katie? Once a week, I speak to, to a man, a, uh, a wise man on a mountain mm. in uh, mm-hmm. in California, and, and he, he tells me, you know. Mm, okay. <laughs> Millions of people have been injured and thousands have been jailed. As a result, I had to declare martial law. And I worried for a while if this government could survive the crisis. I even contemplated resigning as prime minister. Well, I'm glad you didn't. We need outstanding leadership in significant moments of urgency. And I swore an oath to lead our country in good times and bad. So yes, the pogo stick is banned, but we must now come together and begin to heal. This is why you're our leader, David. We have our differences, but as John F. Kennedy put it, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit the same planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's futures. We are all mortal. Yeah, some of us. And let's not forget, each citizen of OTDM land has the alien, unalienable rights to blackjack and hookers and well, a well-run health care system. Freedom, baby. Freedom. Free, freedom. Freedom 45. It should go without saying responsibility and consensually agreed. And we can all agree that no one will get away with calling our country small. Nobody. Nobody does it. <laughs> not small, not pequeño, not poquito. How it's you, big in my mind. It's huge. David has a beautiful mind. He does have a beautiful mind. Yeah. I just remembered. I had approved a new construction project to build the world's most giant, humongous, enormous tower, 200 stories up with two massive domes on opposite sides of the building. Tremendous. It's being built in a foresty area. So we're going to trim it so it looks bigger. Or so I've been told. (laughs) I'll keep you up to date on our new project. (laughs) I've been so busy. I've had no time for myself. I need to find time to relax because eventually I will burn myself out. Yes. So I need a fun outlet. I was thinking of doing a NaNoWriMo in November where you try and write a 50,000 word book. What? But I'm not creative. You're totally creative. Uh, maybe you write a 50,000 word book about OTDM land. Which... He says, I know I'm not. He's not creative. He says he knows. But Clearly I think he, he is. Look at this writing. It's this beautiful. is just the warm up. Appetizer. Amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche. But instead of bush, it's a amuse ear. You know? mm-hmm. Amuse. Amuse mind. Yeah. Let me not say that because I don't want Maya, the minister of sadness, coming over to annoy me. Actually, I may make Maya the minister of annoyance and leave the sadness position vacant. Vacant. Mr. Vacant can take it. Okay, folks, I need to go to bed and tackle the next day challenges as long as I'm not staying up thinking about the secrets of wankertology. Hope you all have a great weekend. Till next time. The Right Honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTD Land, OTDM Land, or whatever we're going to call it. Ah, another term for sure. For sure this guy gets another term. I I, I would not bet against I him. I vote yes. I would never. I mean. Would never vote against him. No. Thank you, David, for the update. Much we appreciate appreciated. you. Mm-hmm. Good to hear from you. I always enjoy his letters. They're very fun. Uh, okay, it, we it, love you all. Fantasy Land is, is, is going strong. It's going strong. We're invited to real events with real leaders, talking to presidents of Iceland. I mean, in the beginning, it was a small town. Mm -hmm. There was a few of us. Then it grew. Then it was global. That was interesting when people started listening from 
different parts of the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now mm -hmm. we've discovered intergalactic. Well, yeah, that's certainly uh, interdimensional. Zephod Bibelbrox got back to us, and and certainly the restaurant at the end of the universe uh, did have uh, our podcast playing when the universe exploded, which was pretty pretty amazing. Pretty However, exciting. We've gone bigger. We've gone bigger, baby. Go big or go home. And Ben explained it to us today, I thought, succinctly. Very. He's always very succinct. Yeah. And uh, it appears that we're interdimensional mm. and uh, we're in the multiverse. So. I think Jamiroquai plays Take over that, there Rick and too. Morty. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, I love I that love show. Rick and Morty. Me, a two. Right. If you do anything this weekend. Send us an email. Tell us some stories. We have, I think, one more of Tom's. I was going to say watch voice. Rick and Morty, but yeah, yeah. Yes, send watch us Rick and Morty. Oh, she's getting impatient. So it's dinner time. Okay. We love you guys. We Take care you. of each other. I'll miss you. As Sean said. Auf Wiedersehen. I'll miss you. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>